What up, though, man? How you doing, man? What's up, AG? I'm doing all right, doing all right. I'm 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 really pumped. I'm not much of a gamer, but I did pre-buy NBA 2K23. Oh, the, let's go. It comes with a full year of League Pass. So uh, that, that might be worth it just for that. Yeah, because the game itself is like 60 bucks, 70 bucks. And then PlayStation, Xbox? Uh PlayStation. Gotcha. And then League Pass in itself is a hundred bucks. You you spend 150 bucks and get it all two. So it's just like how can no they, brain. How are they making money? How, Sony? Is it Sony who sells it to you? PlayStation? Yeah. Or EA the, the video EA game. Sports probably got a something going on with Sony and just a tri trifecta. Man, I they're just trying to get that the do you want to renew or not? It will renew automatically in one year. I don't so know. So it'll get you in that second year. But I was just like, that's worth it to yeah. me. Like, yeah. NBA junkie. This is episode eight of the Moon Talk Streamcast. Number eight. Yeah, yeah. But we were we were going heavy in the Southpaw, and I'm, I'm really happy we're bringing that back. But yeah, man, get your uh, 2K23 subscription. I, I haven't played 2K, I think, since... It might have been like 2K12 or so. Like, oh wow, it's been a minute. We used to play in in not not our dorms in in our house when I li- when I was up in Ann Arbor. Yeah. At, at college, we play 2K and we play NHL and FIFA. Those are the classics. Golden. The classics. I sucked at FIFA. I wouldn't tell you how we would play them because <laughs> we would usually play them on Friday, Saturday nights. <laughs> um, I've been pretty faithful to 2K, but I haven't played in the last two or three years because I feel like it's just the same game getting bought over again but they hooked me with the league pass they so got I was it. like I'm just going to use this for that that's worth it and the league pass you get to watch all 30 teams anytime you, I mean anytime they're on you have access anytime it's not local or TNT televised which does suck sometimes because gotcha. then you have to flip back over gotcha but at least you you have access to it I I was trying to watch the Tigers game a month or two ago, and I couldn't. Like, or actually, it was near the beginning of the season. I couldn't watch it. Like I couldn't find without like subscribing to Bally or so, you know oh, yeah. like it. Man, yeah, and streaming the, and rights then, and everything. Yeah, and then the Bally name change. I wasn't rocking with that one. Oh, man, <laughs> I think a Bally is like the you know the gyms. There was an old kind of rundown gym. Yeah, down the road from. Alley man. It's weird. Man. But the reason why I brought up 2K, though, is because when yeah, I man. did play 2K, I did a lot of the My Team building, which is, like, all, like, fantasy. So like, much fun. Do you like doing that? Yeah, I love doing that, except they kind of make it, like, a little bit cheesy now. Like, they give, like, Shaq point guard skills. So it's like, how the hell am I going to defeat this man? So That would be <laughs> insane. I And that's probably why I turned away from 2K a couple years ago when they started doing that. But... Um, but you were one that likes building the teams, being the general manager, yeah. like, like going through the seat, whatever it was called in the different games. Yeah, and all, dynasty mode, all time too. Like so much players fun. from any era. And then that's how you learn about the game a lot too. Like your John Hevlicheks and your Jerry West, and see oh, how yeah. they play or whatever. So it is cool. So I wanted to bring that up because you were telling me about like the NFT fantasy space that is growing now that it's happening you send me a bunch of stuff and i'm like i'm gonna need like two weeks to digest it's it's was a it lo- rainmakers yeah DraftKings. Yeah, yeah that was the main one that i've i've dove into this last month um and i've been kind of preparing for it they've been talking about it matt kalish one of the co-founders in the discord he's been talking about it for a while and just the concept seems interesting it's it, 
it, to be determined how it all goes, how it all mm-hmm. runs. But they're they're making some really strategic, some really cool moves, and I'm ex- I'm excited for football season, which tells me it, they're doing something right. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. I I just got back into fantasy in the last couple of years. We play in a couple couple leagues together, and it's gotten it's gotten really fun. But the only thing. The only thing, the most frustrating part about fantasy leagues is when you have, you know, one or two or three guys like in your league that just don't, you know, by the time a month into the season, they're not really paying they're attention. And, yeah. yeah. Then all those players are, are gone. You know, you can't, you can't use those players. Right. So, and they're sitting on the bench and they're not even really competing. And yeah. yeah. So it, it, it takes a little bit of the excitement out. I mean, it's still fun to, to yeah. do with our friends, but I was getting excited when they're talking about, you know, doing it in, in NFT form. And, and to be to be clear in a maybe not so clear way, it, they're not even marketing it as, and it doesn't need to be marketed as an NFT. This is more just like a digital, a, a new digital way of playing DraftKings fantasy. Okay. And are, are you familiar with how DraftKings does their fantasy sports? You know how you get a salary, you, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. $50,000, and you got to pick a quarterback or running back, you know, build, yep. build your team from their... How much they cost on their on the platform? Yeah, what draft? A lot of finessing there. It is, it is, and and it's it's fun. It's 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 the only one I do like that, and it's it's cool. I would usually, I won't say even every Sunday, but I, I play three dollar games or five dollar. You know, so you're not a FanDuel guy at all, either. No. Okay. No, not not necessarily because I don't like it or. I just haven't used it very much, so I just I just been using DraftKings, play fantasy on Yahoo, and so pro tip. I know you're about me. to you're about me. to get into it, but I started with DraftKings and then I switched to FanDuel because, like, I don't know, say Tom Brady comes down with the flu right before the game, and you just spent salary money on Tom Brady. FanDuel will give you the opportunity to switch that person out. Similar interest salary, if like fans, even after the game started. Uh, it has, it, yeah, even after the game started, give you um, a little grace period. Yeah, like it's it's a quick one, but in DraftKings, like you don't know something happens, like somebody gets suspended, like during uh, warmups or something. You draft Calvin Calvin Ridley, and he <laughs> decides to bet on today's game. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, you're screwed. You're locked in. They that's but FanDuel. We'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Like, how the hell was anybody supposed to know this was yeah. going down? And then you can flip somebody from a similar salary. We thought Deshaun Watson was just getting a massage to recover. <laughs> like, we didn't know it was going to be out for sorry, yeah, two, for two years. <laughs> too soon. <laughs> no, it's appropriate. <laughs> what, anyway, sorry. Go ahead. No, what if you could? You no, know, shout out to Fandu. I mean, I. I there is no real specific reason why I'm not doing that. Oh yeah, I just, no, I just know. wanted to bring that up because you're like every Sunday. Good point. Dabble, I'm like maybe you should switch over because people very, get screwed over. It's a very good point. You know what DraftKings is doing? You're so all the all the contest, all the 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 the, the contests are free, but you're paying for the players. So you're paying for the players ahead of time. Like now they rolled this out last week. You can start now building your teams with just these digital player cards and okay. using players from your team, from your bench, from your portfolio in each game or in various contests that day. Okay. So they have players split up, you know, tiered and, and rarity levels. So there's like, you know, w- the one of ones are the rainmakers, then there's legendary, there's rare, um, elite, and core. 
So do you get access to all of these levels? So and then you, you can only use a certain number. You of un- them? unlock okay. levels. You unlock tiers of contests that you're allowed to enter in okay. based on the rarity, based on the players that you have on your team. So you may have a a a, a legendary Jared Goff and a bunch of <laughs> cores, like a bunch of the 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 more basic rarity level cards. But because you have this Goff. Rain or this legendary one, it qualifies you in this higher tier of winnings or gifts oh, and prizes. Okay. Like, and, and it's much more complex and intuitive than that. Like, there's you need to have two legendary players to get into these or whatnot. So, and it's all okay. done like autumn by their system. Like, you don't need to. It, it's not a difficult platform to to use or to, to figure out. Like. If you're if you don't qualify for a contest, it like won't let you do it. Okay. So it, it's easy, but but that's how you you are able to know what contest you can enter in. So the tiers dictate the rewards essentially. Yes. Okay. Yes. That makes sense. And they're they they say they're giving you know their their contests are they're running a million dollars a week um, for the first sixteen weeks. There's a whole like season long competition. Who's going to be like the the rainmaker champion? And at the wow. end, like in week fifteen, they're actually hosting like a weekend in New Orleans where the top fifty players from the season go down and compete, and like the winner gets two hundred fifty grand, and the rest split, you know, seven hundred fifty grand. They're like going all out wow. with the prizes and contests and giveaways to to try to blow this up. So is this unlimited um, space for anybody can enter at the beginning, or is it limited as far as entries? Yes, it is not limited. Okay. It's unlimited at the core level. So the way they they have a, a limited supply of the various tiers, like there's only one of one Rainmaker. There's four legendary, 30 elite cores. The, the rares and cores are the two least rare tiers. Cores are, I think, unlimited. You know, there's an uncapped supply, so oh, okay. anybody can come in and and build their team with the the lowest tier rarity. And in fact, when you sign in, sign up for the Rainmakers, you get a free pack that you you get to like open packs of cards. Oh god! You get a free pack, and it it builds your team for you. Like you get a starter set, so it's gonna feed you can my literally, personality. <laughs> yeah, you can literally play for free. Like you can just sign oh, okay. up and play for free. Okay. Um, if you want to get into the more contests, you you upgrade some of your players yeah um oh so you can upgrade those core cards or you have to purchase both like, okay there okay. there are going to be all kinds of burning mechanisms and deflationary things got it okay the cards are also able to carry you into next season like it, there's going to be a new season of you know a, a, a new collection of rainmakers cards but because it's a an nft on the blockchain they're going to be able to use hmm. The cards that you own in season one in future seasons for various giveaways and prizes and contests. So for security pur- purposes, because I know we've been talking about security, yeah. what do you need to sign up? Do you need a specific wallet? Do you need? You don't. Where do you hold? It's so it can all be done with USD. There's no cryptocurrency okay. involved. On the DraftKings marketplace is where everything goes down, and you can use your credit card. Okay. It just. All right. I don't know how it all functions on the back end, you know, yeah. the, the literal blockchain technology, but basically they're doing the currency exchange. DraftKings is taking that on behind the scenes. They've, they're on a really inexpensive blockchain. Got it. Um, that allows for that to be cheap for them, and they're just eating the cost. So so As we don't should. have to go through. <laughs> yeah, what, like, 
you and I know the barrier of entry, the amount of friction it takes to like fund your your digital wallet. You know, you get buy right. crypto, send it to this wallet, send it to this blockchain. Right, send it to this platform so you can. That yeah. makes sense. This is just, and that's why I said it doesn't even need to be considered an NFT. It because you can do it all in U.S. Uh, okay. dollar. Okay. On DraftKings, you have no idea you're even interacting. The, with. the transactions are more NFT based, if you will. Like, yeah, it, like it just that's the model of it. It creates the timestamp and a history of of this specific digital card. Okay, you know the whole history of that. Cool. But anyone can buy anything at any time with a credit card. Okay, and this sounds like a dynasty play too because you can use them for next season. Yeah, that's yeah. sweet. So it'll carry on. Even the the player cards, they can update during the season. So, like, there are stats and stuff that are tied to that token. Oh, sweet. They can change. So, like... If a player balls out one game, then that's sweet. I like that. Right now, they're broken out. I think there are 30 QB1s. Like, players have these these funky traits. Not funky, QB... Like, whether they're a skill starter or a role player or a mm-hmm. defensive player. There's a QB1 where it's, you know, the top... The starting quarterbacks... That are already decided upon right now. And I asked this question in the Discord the other night. This is how I know. I was like, Discord. Yeah. I was like, what if, because they had Drew Locke, the starting court, the, a quarterback Maybe. for the Seahawks, yeah. Yeah. who was a QB1, and Geno Smith was a was not a QB1 in this, this um, search that I was doing. If Geno Smith win the, wins the job, they can update that token. To make him QB one, bump it. Drew Lock down. So there's a lot of strategy in terms of how you're, like how you're building the team from week to week and being able to sell players after a certain week. Right. You know you can't use the same token in two contests. So if you want to use Derrick Henry in multiple, get you got to buy multiple tokens of his. Uh, like okay. you can't just okay. use one across all. Okay. It's 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 really interesting. No, that's sweet because that rewards like the strategic like fantasy guy or girl who's just hooked on this yeah. like knowing about some of the sleepers and whatnot they're exactly. probably like wide receiver sixes right now that people know that oh no he's gonna be exactly two or whatever yeah like yes i'm trying to think of an example actually i have i have two rainmakers the one of one they're all way too expensive now but at the beginning they're i snuck in some cheap auctions but one was oh sweet kendrick Bourne. You're the man it was like a wider. Thank you, man. It's like a. Um, I think he's slated to be like a number four or five receiver before he's the year for the Patriots. Vikings? Oh, Patriots. Patriots. Okay. But like, I started reading these articles, and like, he could have a Debo Samuel effect. Like, he he's gonna fit in well in this. I, I'm just picturing Patriots offenses. Yeah. And it's like they always have those little running backs that that they Gadget just utilize. Guy. James White and, and yeah. you know what I'm saying that have decent fantasy games. So, I snagged that one. Hmm. We'll see. I like that. We'll I like see. That. It's going to be fun. I'd Are there any um, fees associated with transacting on DraftKings blockchain? You mean like gas fees? Yeah. No, they're not. Okay. So everything is, I mean, it's literally as if you're buying it with your credit card. You don't even know. There's nothing that really tells you you're interacting with NFT. Got it. Okay. Because like using DraftKings historically, like they'll take, a little piece off the pot or whatever. So I'm just trying to figure out how. Oh yeah, and like a royalty if you sell. Yeah, I. That's a good question. I'm. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I'm 99 percent sure that they don't take anything. Like okay. I think that's the reason they put it on 
I want to say the flow blockchain. Okay. Like something that it's just unlike Ethereum, which has crazy high fees right now. And, you know, with everything we're, we're moving towards the merge, we may want to touch on that right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gas fees. Like that was such a such a huge topic when we when we first started. It's still an important topic, but like Tell everyone what gas fees are real quick, just just in case. I I think of them simply as like a transaction fee, but like when you're going to buy a cryptocurrency or an NFT, yeah, you you're going to the, the exchange. You're gonna buy it. When you sign the contract that says I want to buy, there's confirm. a box that yeah, yeah pops up says confirm or cancel. Y- yeah, confirm or cancel. They give you an estimated gas fee, which is basically how much it costs for this transaction to run. You know it. Mm-hmm. The blockchain is still using energy. It's still using, you know, uh, these technologies that require that somebody has to pay for it somewhere. So yeah. these gas fees are are a part of a transaction. So I just thought of them like a credit card fee, like the three percent that you're charged when you swipe a credit card. Like yeah. that's how I think of it. Do you think about it differently, or I I think about it the same way, but it it's also like a credit card slash stock option for me because Explain. like interesting because sometimes like it depends on how the day's flowing like gas fees could be crazy like oh. because everybody is transacting at a specific time and so for everybody's transactions to go through the gas fee goes up so I was going to ask you what's the most expensive gas fee you paid but I can't even remember but I'll try to think of it but you you brought up a good point <laughs> when I was when I was giving my Example, I it, I made it sound like all gas feeds are created equal. They're not. Yeah, no, it's based on the traffic of that blockchain. Mm-hmm. If there's you know a, a billion people buying NFTs on Ethereum at this moment, the gas fees are higher. If right. The less people. Example of it is I forget the name of the project, but they ended up all looking like Gundams, and they all look the same. Um. It, Explain it, what you're going to – I'm going to think it while you're t- while you're talking. It'll come back, but it was like in the NFT community, there was this project that was like it's going to like make waves in NFT. Like I don't even know what the utility of it was, like what they were trying to get at. But at this particular time when everybody was trying to mint the project, and minting is like when you first get the um, NFT piece from wherever, um, and it, it's at its like lowest price, like – somebody selling the album for the first time is 10.99 like nfts range anywhere between like probably like 200 and 400 bucks first time um and maybe even less than that but everybody was talking about this project and so everybody was trying to freaking mint this project and so when everybody was going to do that on the ethereum network the gas fees were out of this world. At the exact same, they all went at the exact yeah. same time to try to get you know, yeah. the first 10,000 of these. And some people got screwed because what can happen, and this is why I kind of stay away from minting, is you can mint something and then you don't receive it because it's supply and demand, right? Everybody is doing it at the same time. Um, you might not get it, but you might get hit with the gas fee. Because you're not confirming, an ex- you're not accepting an exact amount of gas Right. That you're going to pay up front. They give you an estimate, but really it could be just about anything. Right, right. So people were confirming, they're accepting, yes, I, I want to move forward, it's high. And then all of a sudden, either their token doesn't show up because it went to someone else, or they get it, but then they look at their wallet and they realize it cost them two grand for this $200 thing. Right, and they didn't have enough wow. to like cover the the price of ownership. 
and the gas fee, so you just get hit with what you have. Wow. So was it the the other side project that had the the crazy gas war where they yep them too yeah basically there was like fifty million dollars of of gas fees paid to people who didn't receive anything like I forget the the terminology but but it was just like wasted money yeah and this is like again if you're getting NFTs now it, you're still early this is still an early space and what I keep hearing and this is why I kind of stay away from mending now is. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna send the gas fees back um, from the project owners, and they never fucking do. <laughs> I've gotten burned yeah. like three times. Really? Yeah. Where the people have promised that and haven't? Yeah. But the other the other thing, like I wasn't expecting to have it back. I was like, this is just the game right now, and like hopefully with with ETH two that we're gonna talk about, um, that doesn't happen. Yeah. But um, but that's that's you knew that going in. Yeah, like, I, you, I knew this was the potential. Because if and if you don't go in there with that mindset, you're gonna be pissed. Pissed, like, like absolutely pissed. I remember it happened two times where it happened, but the founders did refund them. Um, I wasn't in those projects. I had wish. you heard of Akutars? Yeah, mm-hmm. um, Micah Johnson, uh, former professional baseball player, also a former college baseball player, Indiana, who I played against back in the day. Shout out Indiana. Shout out. Oh. Or go never blue. mind. Go blue. Go blue. Okay. <laughs> I actually I like Indiana. Like <laughs> Bloomington. I I appreciate IU. But Micah Johnson, he created a project called the Akutars and also the Vayner Sports Pass by Gary Vaynerchuk's brother AJ. They put out a project. Both had an unfortunate plan gas war. Basically they, they tried to Oh, I think I saw tried to roll roll out these projects to avoid it, you know, with allow list and whitelist, various things, but Day of came and and there was a huge gas war and the Akutar specifically was like a major thing and he ended up Micah through the project ended up refunding multiple millions of dollars in in those failed transaction fees. Um, Good for him. Yeah, a very um, nightly thing. What's the right word? Very, uh, it's the right thing to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, the moral know, thing to do. Moral, th- yeah, yeah. yeah. And same thing happened with with AJ with the VSP pass, and they ref- it was only I think maybe a million or, or around that area, which is a, a lot of money in yeah. people spending than not receiving anything. We talk about wanting to grow the NFT space, like that's a million dollars that could go into Dude, other man. stuff. Yeah. So and I hate hearing stuff like that. Because good for them refunding people, yeah. but that will turn some of these new folks off like completely. Like you got to get in. You have to know it's coming. And that's why we're here, mm-hmm. um, because like my first couple times, and like like I was saying on this podcast, my best way of learning is to get involved. Yeah. And so like I learned the hard way, like also with getting rugged and whatnot. But did you learn through a failed transaction? Yeah, got you. That's why I'm not minting really anymore, unless like I really believe like for whatever reason this project is going to be out of this world. Yeah. I'll give it a shot. Um, I do understand that I might be missing out on that initial price break, but. Like who's Worth it. yeah? Who knows like what's gonna happen? Like at that time, a project is available. There could be some gas war. I have no idea that's going on, and it's gonna cost three grand just to make the transaction happen. Mm-hmm. And it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Like that's where the risk and reward is yeah, just not yeah not there. We, we you don't own anything. You just gave that up to the game basically. It just disappears. <laughs> like it disappears. Yeah. So like gas gas wars do happen and being aware of them is, is very critical because like part of what Ethereum 2 is trying to essentially alleviate 
are those high gas fees. And so you're referencing what's going on in, in ETH world, in Ethereum world right now. There's there's the merge happening. Yeah, the merge is, is slated to happen in September. We'll see if that actually happens. But um, All right, I'm, I'm not going to try to try to kick this off. Yeah, yeah. Give me your – how would you explain to people – you know what this ETH 2.0, the ETH merge, like yeah. the transition. Where where does that go in your head? So on the highest level, yeah. bird's eye view, it's an upgraded network, an upgraded transaction based network that they're trying to create, and on top of transactions, staking as well. So this was supposed to happen for the last two years. I've been hearing about ETH 2, and so I guess they have decided September, it's going down. Gotcha. And so um, what the initial and I'm not sure like it's it's been pushed back so many times. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know what the true, true like aim here is. Like at first when I first heard about it, it was like these gas fees are too high. So the new network will definitely improve that. But it sounds like they're going from just a transaction model where you can transact on Ethereum to also stake your cryptocurrency coins on there, too. So what you can't currently do now on the current Ethereum network but you can do that through uh, third-party companies. Is that what, when I see moving from proof-of-work to proof-of-stake, is yep. that what this is referring to? Correct, yep. And I know those terms have a lot more under them. Yeah. Even though it, you just hit on both of the topical, like, okay, so so I'm with you. It's a lot to unpack. Like, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say I fully understand everything, yeah. but the analogy that I kept seeing was, and the dangers of there, it's either going to go really good or really bad. Um, so the analogy that I heard was them upgrading their network, uh, whoever's responsible for the network. It's like changing a tire on a moving car on the highway that's <laughs> going full speed. So the Ethereum network is a, a, a living exactly. It's a living organism essentially that we're we're using utilizing every single day for these transactions, and so trying to upgrade it while keeping it secure and reaping all the benefits on what's to come while keeping it up at the same time without failure, it seems like a... That a part is what I was curious. In my old job and your current job, when we're talking to our clients, the important thing with their traditional network is no downtime. Yeah. They're putting in new systems, but we can't have any downtime or we got to minimize it. So they're doing... The Vitalik Buterin, the creators, whoever's running Ethereum now, yeah. <laughs> like that's that they're doing it all while it's they're trying to make these monster changes while it's all still running. Yeah, like like bringing up um, my current job, your old job. Like think about DevOps, like these companies who want to um, have the, their own technologies to um, fix and create their own applications freely. So, like, mm -hmm. you're on somebody's app and, I don't know, the uh, purchase button doesn't work. These companies, if they have the technology, they're, they're able to go in themselves while the app is still live and fix that functionality in it. And then, I don't know, an hour later, two hours, it, it's working again versus going through a third party who hosts your application and calling them and be like, hey, can you fix this? This shit is not working. Interesting. Yeah. So they're trying to, like, do it on the fly while the network is up. Um, and I know we've talked about Solana in the past, um, which is one of the competitors of Ethereum. Mm -hmm. Like, I've got very little Solana, but I've got a few Solana NFTs. Um, but Solana's, they, they're trying to be the anti-Ethereum, if you will, by 
removing the gas fee issue. So there are still fees, but they're so minimal. Right. Um, that's because their transaction speed is a lot quicker than Ethereum's. But with that, it's so fast that the network keeps crashing. So it's crashed like maybe four times in the last year and a half, which... So you're sacrificing so, some of that, some security for low to no fees. Correct. And we just talked about some of the wallets getting robbed mm-hmm. and, and shit like that because the network goes down. So they're saying... I'm nervous. This, that makes me scared. This could be a colossal failure or a crazy just upside if this goes smoothly and as predicted. So Interesting. Ethereum holders are supposed to get rewarded um, after this for essentially um, investing into the product. And then I think it was, um, if you have, I, I'm, I'm just going to say version one ETH, yeah. then you can stake that for rewards on this new. So that, that was what I was going to ask. It, you said Ethereum holders are getting rewards. Is it It's the ones that stake their Ethereum to ETH 2.0? That's what I'm a little fuzzy about. I don't know if it's like if if you're currently staking them with a third party, then that's when you receive the rewards, or if you already hold Ethereum today mm-hmm. and then choose to stake it after the change. I I we both have some more research to do. Yeah, I think you have. It's got to be staked ahead of time. But me I, too. But I also they're trying to use their network right. as where you stake it at. So that's kind of where I'm like I don't. Got you. I don't know. Fortunately, we're gonna have some time before this episode comes out and before the ETH, before the merge happens. So yeah. I want to revisit that because I I think merge could be scary, bro. Yeah, <laughs> reminds me of the purge. <laughs> yeah. Like the mer- I th- I have very dark dark visions of this moment. Because we were talking off mic, I'm like, I don't know what this means for Ethereum NFTs either. Yeah, like what's gonna happen? It could nothing. It could be catastrophic. <laughs> like. I, I don't know, but definitely stay tuned. Like this episode will be out by the time maybe the merge happens, mm-hmm. but we'll definitely follow up and report on that. We'll definitely, yeah, we'll man. definitely, dude. Thanks for sharing that knowledge with me. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'll, uh, something to pay attention to. It's, it. it's a little scary, but we'll get there together. We'll get there together. Cool. <laughs> thanks, thanks man. You.